Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss the finance issues that we all deal with and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, today I wanted to start the episode off a little bit differently because I wanted to just say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show, who's been giving me feedback, uh, sending in call-ins. I really appreciate it. it it's, it's very encouraging to to just hear from you all and feel the support uh, because without any of you listening, I'd just be talking to myself and that'd be a little weird. So thank you for helping me be less weird than I already am. So just, just thank you again. I really appreciate it. And um, you know, in honor of my appreciation, I have a very special episode for you today uh, and it's with a special co-host and I won't spoil the surprise. I'm not going to say anything else. We're just going to jump right into the show. All right, today I'm joined by a special co-host, uh, Mr. Rex Barrett from the Maven's Top 3 Podcast. How's it going, Rex? It's going great. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Thanks for thanks for joining, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And um, I met Rex through the Anchor app. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's, it's an app that basically allows you to do mobile podcast recording directly through your phone. You can record, publish, and it actually has like a, a growing community. And that's where I met Rex because uh, Rex, you, you're, you're pretty involved in the community. I say you're probably one of the community leaders, if from my point of view, at least. <laughs> well, I, when I jump into something, I jump into something wholeheartedly. So yeah, I jumped in on July 4th and I really was just looking for a way to make a podcast. I I keep a blog and typing and retyping and editing. And then I don't trust my writing skills. So I hand it to my wife and she edits it. And then that whole posting process just seemed to take so long. And I thought, I feel like I'd be decent at a podcast because I am not going to go in and re-edit and cut. And the Anchor app just made it really easy for me to use my phone, spit it out there, get it out into the world and not care about if it sounded okay. Uh, turns out they have such a great app and their algorithm for sound is really great too. So it worked out. And so I've been posting daily ever since. Yeah. That, I think that's what drew me to it because you know, there's a barrier, barrier to entry to making a podcast and it costs money too on top of that. So yep. um, it was, it was really cool to find this and then jump on. And like you said, it's, it, it can be kind of casual. You can, you can be more formal and, you know, thought out when you want to be, or other times you can just treat it like a, like an audio blog and kind of just throw your thoughts out there. And, yeah. and, you know, um, when I hopped on there, I was, I was looking for stuff to listen to and I came across your station and I think from the moment I found it, I've been listening to it pretty consistently. And, uh, I just really enjoy, enjoy your segments you put on there and the way you interact with everyone. And, um, one of your segments that I enjoy a lot is your top three. Um, I want to ask you, how did you come up with the idea? Is that something you had going on before? Man, I was trying to sort out what the podcast would be. I I knew I wanted to make a podcast and I was going in a few different directions. I thought maybe I make this thing really hyper local. I live in Oklahoma City. I'm known around the city. I started a nonprofit several years back and kind of got known in the city. And it was basically coordinating volunteers for other volunteer organizations. So we were like a clearinghouse and I did the background checks and I did the uh, vetting and training of volunteers and then plugged them in. So I kind of got to be known on social media and my social media just exploded. And I thought maybe I will just parlay that into a hyperlocal Oklahoma City focused podcast. But then when I started putting feelers out about that, uh, really, <laughs> I thought that it would be jumped on. But the just that pool was too small. You know, the pond was too small there. Mm. 
So I was talking to some of my friends and they said, you know everything about everything. You know about if I'm the one that asks you about what camping stove to get or what pocket knife should I buy or where should I sit at the baseball game? What are the best seats there? We always come to you and ask those. Why don't why don't you do something like that where you're just taking general knowledge and putting the putting the list out? So when I started doing that in the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't top three. It was just, hey, here are my thoughts and here's how you do this thing. And then I had a friend come up to me and I work with him and he said, you know what? Why don't you focus up and just do top three lists? Everybody loves top three lists. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take that one. I tried the top three list and immediately it started gaining traction. Yeah. You know, I, I noticed that because I, I saw your station kind of grow and change as the uh, as you know, the days are going on. And when you hit that top three that I think that was a really great idea. I, I know I enjoy it personally. It's one of my favorite uh, segments that you do. Funny enough that part of the help was from Anchor itself. I don't know. I don't know how Anchor found me, but uh, they they started emailing me and trying to get me to sharpen up, gave me a list of just, you know, here are you know five, six things that we'd like you to do. I did those five, six things. They listened again and then gave me another two or three things to do. So they're they're professionals at this thing, I assume, since they've started a podcast app and they helped me out along the way, too. So I'm appreciative of them. Oh, nice. Nice. I, I didn't know they provided that kind of help. That's pretty that's pretty cool. They kind of help guide you and direct you a little bit in there. They said, we want to feature you, but you got to but you got to do this. <laughs> and I said, I would love to be featured. I'll do what you say. And yeah. sure enough, I really do think it sharpened it up. I think it did make it a, a better experience for the people who are listening and not just it's easy to get into the mindset that you're making a podcast like we can imagine the five or 10 friends that we're talking to when we're making a podcast. But if you want a podcast to grow, I feel like you have to think, okay, what are people going to think about? uh, How are people going to experience this when you're listening in the UK? And how are people going to, because this is going everywhere. This is, I'm I'm right in the middle of America and you're on the other side and, you know, people in New York City engaging with us, people in Canada. It's, it's interesting to think that I have to think that I'm talking to a much larger audience than the five or 10 people that slap me a high five when I walk by them and say, hey, I listened today. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you're doing a great job. I I, I even uh, listen to some of the responses you get. You get good responses from pretty much everywhere. You know, people from the UK, people from across the country. It's it's pretty cool. And uh, uh, you <laughs> know, yeah, it, it it is. It's very crazy that people are listening to us at all. So I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I want to brag on you. I found you. Uh, I don't know. One of us followed each other first, and I'm not sure who that was. And I started listening, and I was like, this guy is making finances fun, and. I work in the field of finance. I work for a nonprofit and uh, I run the operations of it. And when I listened to your stuff, I was like, this is the kind of information I need to know and that I want to apply for my personal life, but in a way that I'm actually going to listen to it. And I love that it's brief. So many times you listen to something and it's, it's 50 minutes. It's, you know, an hour long. And I love that your content's to the point. Uh, it's understandable. And it helps me take, this is going to sound terrible. I'm really good at my job on out there. But when it comes to my household and running my, the finances of my household, all the practices that I have at my job, I'm like, oh, I just want to call a timeout and just let things coast. And so you've helped me think through what I need to do for my family, how I can better provide for them, how I can do investments better. And so thank you so much for the service that you're providing, man. It's great. Oh, thanks a lot, Rex. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I've heard so many like financial professionals, people in the workplace who, you know, work with numbers every day. And they they've said, you know, how horrible their home financial situation is, because it's I think it's two different worlds. It's one thing to come to work. They're paying you. You have this, you know, 
this obligation to do your job right. And then you get home, and you're just kind of worn out and then things kind of slip by. And I think it happens to all of us. I know it's happened to me. I, I, yeah. I do accounting, but I've, I've been in, in a lot of debt before. I've, I've had things kind of get out of control and um, I'm happy that I was able to help out because it's fun for me. I love talking about this stuff. So I'm happy you enjoy it. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And um, <laughs> I thought that after listening to your show, I, I really wanted to have you on here. And I love your top three uh, segments that you do. So I figured I wanted to find a way to put, put it together, put money and your top three list together. So we talked a little bit and we came up with the idea to do a top three list of uh, our top three fun ways to spend money. And um, I thought this would be a different take because so many um, like finance podcast shows, the topic can be a little serious. It's about, you know, people getting in debt and how to not spend your money and what you should be doing with it. And there's so much advice that, I mean, in reality, it's not always fun to do, do the right thing with your money, do the responsible thing with it. So I thought we spend a little bit of time talking about ways that we actually enjoy spending our money. You know, I love it. Change. I love it. <laughs> and so, um, because I love the way you do your show. I love the way you handle the top three segment. Uh, would you mind going ahead and uh, getting us started? All right. Well, we'll jump right in. Uh, here is my top three list on ways I like to spend my money. And listen, you can call in and tell us how you like to spend your money, too. My first way that I like spending money is in generosity. And I know you could say, oh, Rex, what a sucker. But <laughs> my wife and I actually set aside 10 percent of our income to help others. And we we let that accrue also. So when an event like the hurricane comes up, we're actually able to help and we don't have to say, I wish I could do something. We can actually pool money with some of our friends and send something substantial down the road. And I don't know that there's a feeling much better than being able to have the disposable income or the income that's set aside. Uh, disposable income is the wrong way to say it, but that money that's set aside, it's there, it's earmarked. Uh, my wife and I use, you need a budget. And mm. in that app, uh, I can see that that's growing every single month. I see that it goes up by quite a bit. And then I can say, hey, I can help you. And that's a big deal to me. I love that I'm able, it puts a smile on my face. It makes me so happy that we can say, we can help others. We can bail someone out. We can jump in and assist and we can pool money with friends and family to make a difference somewhere else. And that's, that. I'm just grateful that we can do that and that we we have the money to be able to do that. We're not rich by any means. Don't hear me saying that. But everyone can have a little bit of money on the side if they just use wise practices. And so generosity is my number one. Exactly. That's that's a great point. I, re I really love that one there, because like you said, you don't have to be rich to be able to be generous. You just have to be more thoughtful with the, with your yeah. money. That's what I love about the idea of percentage giving. It's it's that I've got this practice going now. And I had this practice going when I was making nothing. I, I was a school teacher in 97. I became a school teacher and Oklahoma's starting pay for that. My base pay was thirteen thousand five hundred dollars. Wow. Like, that's let, not enough for a teacher. No. Even in Oklahoma right now, I believe it's like in the 30,000 or something like that. So it was 13,500. So I became a coach and I be, I watched the, the students after school. I took every little, I was the yearbook instructor. I did everything to try <laughs> to make it a, a workable wage. But I started 10% back then. And now I'm at the point where 10% is a much bigger number, but it doesn't hurt because it's still just that percentage. So percentage giving is a great way to do it. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a way of uh, letting it grow with you. You yeah, know, it's not, not, you know, you don't take a huge hit right off the bat. Yeah. Most people say they'll be generous if they win the lottery. Yeah. But <laughs> I have a hard time believing if you haven't been generous up to this point that you'd win the lottery and think, man, I'm going to stroke a hundred thousand dollar check. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, 
well, since you, you gave your number one, my number one is, is pretty similar to yours. You mind if I jump in and give mine? Jump in. All right. So mine was um, my number one fun way to uh, to spend my money would be buying gifts. And um, for me, it's something I've had to plan out for because it was something that used to be really stressful for me when someone's birthday came up or, you know, around Christmas time or even if, you know, you, you had a friend and you want to do something nice for it, it was always like a really tough moment to, to like dig into my bank account and say, oh, do I have any money for this? Because, um, you know, I would love to help out or give something, but I don't want to, you know, not be able to eat next week. So um, what helped me was um, I started setting up a special account, kind of like you're saying, set up uh, an f- account where I can send money for the specific purpose of being able to to give a gift to someone, uh, depending on the circumstances. And so um, it, it's really worked for me because um, I'm able to enjoy the act of, you know, giving a gift, helping someone, really seeing them uh, enjoy whatever it is that I, I gave to them. And then also not being stressed about it as well, because uh, if you don't plan for it, uh, giving is not all that fun all the time. So it's something yeah. that I had to um, really work at. But um, for me, that's that's my number one. That's great. That's great. We jumping on number two. Let's go to number two. All right. My next one is for my family. And I'm just going to talk about my particular favorite thing I like to do for our family. I like to buy season tickets for sporting events. Now, a lot of times you'll give a call in or you'll look online and you'll say, oh, man, season tickets are so expensive to sporting to to teams, to sporting events. And true it is. But what they don't advertise as much for some reason is that many sporting events, whether they be minor league or professional, and I like to go to minor league, it lets me get uh, lets me get more games, honestly. Mm. And they have partial season tickets. So you can buy a quarter of a season or a half a season, three quarters or the full season. And so I like to buy season tickets. And it seems like an, a huge expense up front. But when you divide it over the many months of those games, whether it be basketball or baseball, you actually have a gift that you've given to your family at one time. So let's say you buy them for Christmas. You have that money for Christmas. Maybe you got a Christmas bonus. You buy these. And then throughout the remainder of the year. So for baseball, it was, you know, April, May, June, July, August, five months of baseball games. I went to on average two games a week with my family. And it was a much cheaper per ticket price. And I'm not paying for anything right now. I paid for it at Christmas. And so every single week I'm going to baseball games and I'm not paying any extra money. And the reason that is, too, is a lot of especially minor league teams will have a a gift card that you can buy up front, too, to cover your food. And we I go to the Dodgers games. It's the Oklahoma City Dodgers. It's the AAA affiliate to the probably the team that's going to win the World Series this year, it seems like. Mm. Um now, you buy uh, Dodger dollars, for example. So I'm paying $100 for food up front, and the ballpark gives me $200 on that card that can only be used in that park. Oh, nice. So again, yeah, it's really great. Cheaper per ticket price. Uh, the benefits are great. You get free gifts throughout the year. And then I can do things like I did last night. I took my son and three of his friends to the ball game. And since I'm a season ticket holder and got to know people on the field, uh, they took us down onto the field and we got to wrap up the season on the field, taking pictures with my son, my 13 year old son and his three buddies on the grass, right at home plate. It's a great gift. It was a, it was a decent amount up front, but I promise you it ended up being less than going to the movies a couple times a month with a family of four. Oh, nice. I, I love that one right there. I, I love going to um, to different sporting events. And I think that that's really cool that you had to uh, take your family there because it's something great to do as a group. And then on top of that, you said you bought it all up front. So you prepared for that, you paid for it, and then 
you kind of don't have to think about it. And like you said, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. there and now you just use it whenever you like and, you know, have a good time without really stressing out about it. I love it. It's so good. Oh, nice. You know, I, I, um, I, this is not my number two. You make me want to make this my number two, but I, I used to go to um, ton of basketball games out here. But I'm not. I, I don't think it's a, much of a secret that I hate the Lakers. So um, <laughs> they have um, like a minor league team. They, they call it like a G League team here. Um, I don't think the Clippers do. So I, for me, going to um, like a minor league game for basketball is not going to work for me because I can't. I can't stand them. I can't. I can't no step foot in that. Do it. I can't do it. And I can't bring myself to do it. But um, maybe I have to find something else <laughs> out here to to try out because I, I really like that idea. <laughs> All right, so I'll jump into my number two. Oh, so sorry, go, go, for go, it. go. What were you gonna say, Rex? No, I was gonna say I was gonna say, hey, go in. No, you're number two. Go for it, man. All right, my number two is gadgets. I I've always loved buying gadgets. Um, Me too. It's, it's it's just fun. I don't know what it is. The satisfaction you get from just like getting that package and you know you you open it up and just figure out how it works and um, I I don't I just love it and. I don't buy a lot of things for myself, um, especially clothes. I don't, I don't, <laughs> if you look at my closet, you can tell I don't buy clothes, but uh, I, I love buying gadgets. It's, it's one of the things that um, I've always done. I'm always like getting them. And if they break, I'll take them apart. I just like, you know, I just, I just love uh, playing around with those. And um, for, the, I think for the past year, my number, maybe even of all time, my favorite gadget I've bought were um, the Apple AirPods. And mm-hmm. I thought they looked really ridiculous when they came out. And they were, and I was like, this is, this looks so stupid. Who's, who's going to get these? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, um, I started looking at the reviews and people really liked them and they were sold out everywhere. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe they, they are good. And, um, I picked them up and they're by far the best gadget I've bought. I maybe of all time They're Um, I mean, they're just so convenient. I use, I use them all the time. Uh, so that for sure is my number one gadget. And nice. number two, if I had to give a number two, it would be, um, I got a couple of hue light bulbs. Um, I bought them, I don't know, maybe six months ago. I only have two so far. I don't have a ton, but, um, I really like, um, the way they integrate with, with my phone. I have an iPhone. And so, you know, I can, I can use my voice to turn them on and off. I can set automatic, uh, on and off times. I can have it, I can have it turn on, um, in the bedroom at a certain like, um, brightness in the morning to help me wake up. It's, it's mm-hmm. been really cool. I, I've really enjoyed them, uh, so far. So, uh, it's just another one of those gadgets that um, I've, I've picked up that I really enjoyed. And um, for me, it's um, one of the ways I enjoy spending uh, some of the, the money I have available to kind of just enjoy and have fun with. I'm with you on gadgets. I love gadgets. And unfortunately, I have a 13-year-old boy who also loves gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> just too much. Yeah, it's two, one- two young guys in a house gadgeting out. Not good. No, it's not. It can, it can be dangerous. It's fun, but it, it's, it's dangerous. Yep, it is. Well, my number three is our our hobbies. Hobbies. So my real hobby, what I really do is my real hobby is exploring hobbies and becoming experts at a hobby. (laughs) And so through the years, I've become an expert in photography. I I became a professional photographer and I still do. I still kept a a few clients, even though I'm at a different job right now. I've made over $100,000 just in photography and art shows. So that's crazy how a photography, uh, photography hobby back when I was back in like 1996, when I bought my first camera, I just studied it and studied it and nerded out on it and learned exposure. And I, I learned everything I could about a camera and then carried it into a, what ended up being a full-time job for a while. Uh, running was a hobby of mine for a while. I did a thousand miles in a year and researched every bit of the gear, 
shoes. Weightlifting was at a, one wait, time. Wait, wait, I, Rex, can I stop you for a second? Did yeah, you, yeah. You say you ran a thousand miles. It ran a thousand miles in a year. In a year, so it's not. That's that's what that, three miles a day or something like that. I think in my life I ran like three miles. So I, <laughs> that well, sounds crazy. I could, I could not even do it right now. At at my peak, I was weighing like 180 pounds. I was svelte. I looked good. <laughs> I was weightlifting. I was doing things right. But then that leads me to the next hobby that I hit after running, and that was baking cakes. <laughs> I, I saw, you know, there were those TV shows that came on where people were making these beautiful cakes, and I was like, I am going to try that. So I went to, I don't know if you guys have Hobby Lobby where you are. I went to Hobby Lobby, and I bought all, I bought the kits, man. I bought the baking pans and the fondant, all the stuff. I, I loved it. So I started baking cakes, um, and that was the downfall of my exercise. That That's fallen off. I am no longer my 180. 185. I'm walking around at 215 right now off of cakes. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta rewind that. Um, outdoor things. That was that was the one over the last couple years. So uh, knife collecting, learning how to shoot a gun well, kayaking. I bought some kayaks, and we have some lakes around here. I love to go to mountain biking. Was I had no clue the mountain biking networks around the United States and around the world were so great. We've actually done a road trip to Alabama where they have one of the top five mountain biking trails. It's a 20-something mile trail in Alabama, and it's one of the top five in the world. And oh, so wow. my son and I went and did that. We trained for it and did that. But my current hobbies are podcasting and smoking meat, and that is not helping with my uh, <laughs> weight loss journey. You know, I checked out your Instagram page, and, uh, man, that, that barbecue looked really good. I'm, I'm getting it, man. It's turning out great. <laughs> I was I was so hungry. You know, California. We're not we're not known for our barbecue out here. That's not our thing. Um, yeah. So I was like, man, that looks that looks amazing. This is this is low and slow barbecuing where you're where you're cooking the meat for at. 200, 225 degrees. You're smoking it over, you know, maybe cherry wood. You pick your wood based on the meat and you might be cooking it for 15, 18 hours. You're smoking that meat. It is unreal. Oh man. I was, I'm, I'm so hungry now. I'm <laughs> the other thing about that, Hey, this is a finance tie in. The thing about learning how to smoke meat is that you're buying cuts of meat that sell for about a dollar 49 a pound, a dollar 99 a pound. But you're putting in the time to make that meat unbelievable. So anytime you've had a pulled pork sandwich, that sucker's been cooking for eight to ten hours. And that's a super cheap cut of meat because they know, man, this guy's going to have to put a lot of work to make this tasty. But if you put in that work, there's nothing better. Oh, man, I don't. There's not too many things better than a pulled pork sandwich. I mean, there isn't. And, you know, that leads perfectly into my number three. Perfect. Go for it. Which is eating out. (laughs) (laughs) I there's few things I enjoy better than going out to eat a good meal, especially if it involves a large piece of meat like steak or, you know, pr- primarily steak. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so fun. I mean, it can add up. So I don't, I try not to do it all the time, but when I have the opportunity, I love to go out and um, just have a, have a nice meal. And recently I've been getting into Korean barbecue. And oh Yes. And it's just, I go to these all-you-can-eat places, and they're popping up like crazy out here. I'm in uh, Southern California. I'm, like, in between, like, Los Angeles and, um, I'm trying to think of another major city, maybe, like, Disneyland, like, in Anaheim. Okay. I don't know if it's uh-huh. good landmarks, but I'm in between there. And there's just so many Korean barbecue places. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy that they're there because it's just amazing. You go to this restaurant, you sit down at the table. There's a giant grill built into the table. Mm-hmm. 
And then they just bring you out plates and plates of raw meat. And you just sit there and you just, you just cook, you're barbecuing indoors at your table. And you can just keep asking for more and more meat. You have a lot of it's beef, but I love beef. So there's, you know, there's like your, your brisket, there's, there's like hunks of steak, there's, it's marinated, they have pork belly, they have, it's just, it's, it's amazing. To me, I could just sit there all day. Normally, if I go with friends, we're there for a couple of hours. You know, you have to eat as much as you can, wait a little That's bit, right. and then you can eat again. That's good. <laughs> that is awesome. So for me, that's that's my big thing right now. And um, uh, I I've heard you use uh, Yelp a lot. Is that your, that's your thing, right? Yeah, I use Yelp. Yep, that's uh, I was elite for a while, and so I got to go to openings of restaurants. And you know what's funny about Oklahoma City is that we have uh, Tinker Air Force bases here, and so you would think in Oklahoma all we have is probably red meat and pork, right? But we actually have a thriving Asian cuisine here because. Of the because of the wars that have happened and men have come back married and then there's it's it's you think about what has happened with the Korean conflict and so we have a lot of Koreans here we've also done a lot of refugee work and there's obviously a lot of land here so there's a lot of Vietnamese people who have come into Oklahoma City so our Korean and our Vietnamese markets are great here unbelievably I had no idea yeah at all so my wife's uh, one of my wife's family's best friend. He went to Korea and he met a woman there. They came back and that story has happened again and again and again. And people retire and they live around the base so that they can go to the, you know, the, the store that's there and get their, the food for cheaper. And they have the, so that's the commissary and the BX and the, all the amenities that they might have. And so we actually have an unbelievable Korean restaurant. It's just about a mile, two miles from the base here. And it's exactly what you're describing. Grill at the table. Fantastic. Now, we might not have a lot of great French cuisine. <laughs> That's not <laughs> happening. But we did luck into some really good uh, Vietnamese and Korean food. <laughs> you know, um, I think that's one of the things about being out here near L.A. There's a ton of, like, variety in food. Um, but it's expensive, so. And <laughs> so it's like it's yeah. like a trend. I'm like, we got a lot of options, but it's crazy expensive to live out here. And then it's crazy expensive to eat out as well. So uh, it's a balance. It's here, but, you know. I, I live out here, but I don't go that often. So <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. Is what it is. It's a lot cheaper here. You should move out here to Oklahoma, man. You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been there um, a couple of times. Well, passed through because uh, my family's from Arkansas. And so um, we used to drive out there like every summer okay. to visit. And so um, it, it's some really beautiful areas out there in Oklahoma. So, I mean, I, I definitely would want to visit again because I could, I could actually afford to buy a house out there. I think <laughs> you could you could afford to buy a few of them and rent some out and make a lot of money. It's a, it can happen here. <laughs> oh man, that's nice. And um, Rex, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, going through our top three list together. And um, also before before we wrap everything up here, I wanted to throw out um, for anyone else who's been listening. Let us know your top three fun ways to spend money. Uh, I think it's a fun conversation to have. I think it's much more fun than talking about how much debt you have or um, how many bills you have to pay. I think it's good to kind of talk about <laughs> the ways you like to enjoy your money for once versus all the obligations and all the people waiting to take your money. So please uh, send us a call in. Um, we'd love to hear from you. love to get your, your take on your top three. And um, Rex, would you mind telling us a little bit about, what, about what's going on with you? Anything you have going on? Anything you'd like to tell us about? Well, good deal. Yeah, you can find me at maven.show, M-A-V-E-N.show. Uh, the tag that I give is I'm Rex Barrett, have Maven's top three. I do the hard work of finding out the best in media, tech, productivity, and fun. And then I pass my top three lists on to you. So that's the idea 
post daily. I've uh, got a podcast, but you can find that at maven.show and keep a side blog going. So just always trying to hustle. If you've got questions, you want me to research something, that's kind of some of the gifts that I have. You want me to figure something out for you. As a matter of fact, like here's a random example. I had a guy call into the station. He wants to know the top three entry level drum kits that he should be looking at. <laughs> well, I happen to know a guy who teaches at the, it's the School of Rock in Oklahoma City. It's connected to one of our universities. And I called him up and we're about to do an interview at one o'clock central time. So in about 30 minutes, and he's going to talk about the top three drum sets to buy for an entry level. So those are the types of things. I, I happen to know a lot of people and I want to leverage that so that we can help more people and help people make good decisions and help people make good purchases. That's what I hope to have accomplished here. Oh, nice. I, I can definitely vouch for Rex and his ability to research. I, I called in once before and I had asked him about <laughs> caffeine. I needed I wanted to get the most caffeine I could in a drink. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, you know, maybe he'll come back with a couple of answers. It was one of the most thorough responses uh, that I've ever heard. And I still use that information today when I go out and decide what coffee to buy. So I highly Cold recommend brew, baby. Cold brew Cold all brew. the way. <laughs> Please check out it. Check out Rex's podcast, his website. You will not be disappointed. I, I it's one of the shows I make sure I listen to uh, every time it comes out. So um, definitely enjoying what you're doing over there, Rex. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. This is a lot of fun. Oh yes. Yeah. So thank you, Rex. Um, definitely want to keep in contact, and I hope to talk to you soon. Very good. We'll do. All right. Take care, Rex. Another huge thank you to Rex Barrett over at the Mavens Top 3 for joining the show. I just really appreciate him coming on. I think he added a really great dynamic, and uh, it was just fun. It was really great to talk with him about something that wasn't so serious, to talk about finances uh, on a little bit lighter of a note than uh, what we normally deal with. And uh, please, go check out all that he's doing over at maven.show to get more information about him and his podcast. Again, it's the Maven's Top 3 podcast. And you can also follow him on Twitter at RexBOKC. Uh, so please do. He, he's he's a, a really fun listen on his podcast. Really keeps you entertained. Has so much energy. I'm, hopefully you can uh, can hear that in our, our interview here. It's a ton of energy. It's it's contagious. Makes me feel more energized just listening to his show. Uh, so thanks again to all of you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, please, if you have any questions, you can send me a call in. You can do that through the Anchor app. You can um, send me a message through Twitter at Popcorn Finance or on Instagram at Pop Finance. And uh, feel free to go back, check out our back catalog of episodes. Uh, this will be episode 20, actually. So, hey, we're moving along. We're, we're moving forward. I didn't realize that after I uh, got here and started recording the end. So, yeah, hey, we're at episode 20. So we're moving along. And thanks for kind of following along with us on this journey. So thank you again so much. I appreciate you giving uh, a little bit of your time to listen to the show here and hope you have an amazing day. Bye.